Yo, yo, yo. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. This is a podcast where we come to talk about mental health, wellness, peace, tranquility, healing, but more importantly, community. Thank you for tuning in again to one of the greatest shows ever published, ever. And I am one of your hosts, Good Life underscore Rush. You can follow me by that name on all social media. And you can buy both of my books on Amazon. Just search me in Good Life for Us. Hey, hey, it's the bipolar ghostwriter, aka Aaron Zendula. Hey, you can catch me on all platforms, especially with Good Life for Us now. So, yeah, stay tuned, tap in. They're like, oh, this is entertaining. We're not even listening to, you know what I mean, the actual message behind it. Because, like, I was yeah. watching with the Black Samurai and then Samurai Jack on Cartoon Network. Afro you know, Samurai. Look, yes. That's was, And then it's the, it brings you more into depth because that was the first Black Samurai that everybody knew about. You and know what I mean? The, Just it, in and the, the irony is, in, again, ah, this is why, again, I refuted what he was saying on the show. Like... You can find your own context. See, all of these things are the point of being intelligent. You got to stop waiting for something to be dropped into your life. We can find context and shit if we look for it. Mm -hmm. The context with Afro Samurai, with all of those things is... It wasn't Boondocks was inspired by all of that. So the fact that people love that so much, it shows you do love this shit. Mm -hmm. It's just either at the time or who was in the room or you didn't have enough information. You had to act like you didn't like it. But here it is being fucking giving his props, giving his homage through this other show that you fucking love. Niggas love Family Guy. That's a cartoon. So how can you say you don't like cartoons? See, that's my issue. People want to have it both ways. You want to say, oh, I'm this big bad person and never feels regrets anything, but you want to apologize to motherfuckers all the time. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like cartoons, but I love Family Guy and Futurama. And those are cartoons. Oh, well, that's a Those are cartoon. cartoons. That's what cartoon means. It means animation. That's what anime is literally short for animation. It just means it's animated. It means somebody drew it. That's it. But the context in it stays the same. But if you're not looking for the context, if you're already coming in with a dismissive attitude, you're not. You're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So when you're coming back now regretting, you're remorseful, you're sorry you didn't pay attention to class, you're sorry you came to class late, you're sorry you didn't show up for the semester, what does that apology do? Is it going to give you the information? Is it going to give you an A in that class? Or is the teacher going to say, try again next semester? Because this thing died. They're not going to try to resurrect this dead body with you. They're going to say, come back here with a new fresh... That's a corpse, sir. Come back here with a new fresh body and let's try again. You dig what I'm saying? Like, So when we start to dissect our actual life, the answers to other questions are in our life. But we're not answering those questions. So why would you get the other questions? You're focusing on things you cannot control. You're focusing on people's problems that ain't really problems. They might just be venting. Mm-hmm. Everything's perspective. Even if you hear somebody sigh, it doesn't mean they're, they're, they're sad or upset or having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it, like we got to take our own context from life. But if you don't understand your context, you don't understand like your moral compass, your moral grounds, your character, you're going to misconstrue society. You're going to inner situations to where you're already initially disconnected we gotta stop trying to fix shit in the middle of it and try to come with the right attitude before we even got start or never start it because you're preparing the right attitude to get started with that is the journey in the process the journey is not what you want it to be it is not what you think it looks like i, I guarantee it's almost the opposite of that because that's what's best for you Life is trying to give you uncertainty because you're trying to be so certain. Oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, he, you know, he's probably going to stand me up on a date. Oh, she probably talking to other niggas. Like you, you're creating that reality in your head. So even if it's happening out there or not, now here comes that perception. You're treating her like she's cheating. You're texting him every morning. You're coming into work today. You're being condescending. You know what I mean? When this person is telling you they love you, they care, they trust, I don't see it. I just don't. That You're creating that wedge. You're asking for something so mad. So for me, universal law, don't be pissed when you get it. Like, mm-hmm. shut your ass up when you get what you, we watched you ask for for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> universal law is not for entertainment. That's Man. what people are living off of is entertainment. And they're using that for entertainment because they use... 48 Laws of Power, I'm sorry, again, for entertainment. Like, yes. they're using it where you're supposed to be using 
others for their power to help build an empire. You feel what I'm saying? So it's not supposed to be to help your empire on social media to make you look good. You feel what I'm saying? So people are using it for a materialistic thing. They're not using it. Like you said, it's more to the 48 laws of power. You know what I mean? Like 48 of them motherfuckers. I hear niggas talk about two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, swear to God, I swear to God, I had to dig in myself and read the book because 48 laws of power just sound like one or two of them that yeah. everybody is actually yeah. talking about. That's the only like the Bible. Oh, I like this one. Thank Let me you. just keep saying that. First. You know, walk through the valley of shadow of death. What's yeah. the rest of it, my G? You right. hear me? Right. Like, what else is it? Like, for real, it's got to be something in there. So, it's a choice. You know what I mean? Like, people are choosing to live off of entertainment. Like, people are choosing, because that's the toxicity in a relationship. I don't even know if that's a word, but we made it into one. So, it's like, you know, the toxicity toxicness is. in a in a relationship. It is. Toxicity yeah. is. Okay, yeah. In a relationship. Toxic levels is what it means. I check. Thank yeah. you. So, it's like, you know, people enjoy the toxicness in a relationship. You know what I mean? Because that's the entertainment entertainment now. You feel yes. what I'm saying? For a relationship. Easy come, easy go. Yeah. And, you know, people use that for like we said social media and stuff like that so it's like that's what they are living off of that's what they're expecting so when they are looking at movies and stuff like that like you know when you you can kind of see how they perceive the movie like yes what you that was the only part that you noticed so you're only noticing the part that they did in the previews yeah. you know what i mean which is what they want you to see but it's like so you didn't notice this part or over here or you know when the whole solution started or, you know what I mean? Little main parts of it. You feel me? That we can dig into research and come back to it. You feel what I'm saying? Because, like, with anime, like you said, it's just a cartoon, but it's facts. It's truth all through that mug. And it's you actually watching it, but you really are watching it for the pictures because, like, you just missed a whole download. Like, you just missed something. So, because like, I definitely look at certain people when I do watch movies, like, you know, especially if I tell them, oh, this movie came out, da da and I watched it, I want to see a response. So, it's like certain things that I dig into, like, Oh, you didn't dig in your phone to even research what the fuck he said. Did you, you hear what, what he said? Saying? You know what I mean? Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what just happened? Or oh, you sound very uninterested. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like... That's, that's my issue with the Slade movies. Like, I get why people are still watching that shit. But if you were actually researching and looking up things behind that, I wouldn't have an issue. The issue is... Y'all watching that shit and Medea mm-hmm. and loving hip hop and all these other things that you're actually living out and putting into society. Mm-hmm. The point of if we can get anything from the slave movies is to learn from this shit. Mm-hmm. But you're supporting the people who are still enslaved. This is the thing Kanye was ranting about. Mm-hmm. Y'all cry about how bad slavery was. Y'all keep going to see these movies and things need to change. And then you become a slave. Mm-hmm. You become a slave to no master now. The master is the substance. The master is money. The master is your ego. You know what I mean? Like, your pride. Like, it's not even an oppressor anymore. You can't keep saying what the government did. and What are you doing, though? What are you doing? Because that's the conversations we should be having. You know what I mean? That's why I like getting in those environments. That's why I like dropping a movie into with friends. Because I watch how niggas... Well, I'm that nigga. Especially mm-hmm. I put the movie on. Mm-hmm. You better be paying attention to this bitch. You like, hear me? It's so, it's especially if it's here. some gems. If it's, it's here. fucking Fast and Furious, I get it. Mm-hmm. But if this is a movie where I'm telling you they talk... Malcolm and Marie, you got to mm-hmm. watch that gotta movie. Sit down and you watch can't it. listen... Yeah. You can't, you dig, you got to watch it, you got to hear it, you got to talk about it. That's the three. So if you don't feel compelled to do those three in a situation, again, the answer is in the process. It's showing you this is not that serious. It's not that important. It's trivial. So yeah, when you're being entertained, entertain yourself. When in Rome, you dig, when you're resting, rest, so on and so forth. But the problem is we're mixing and blurring those lines where the internet has become a place to be business-minded, to be social, but also to vent. Mm-hmm. So now people are applying those threes. Niggas still live in threes. You applying those threes now to a model that is just a open as this open room. The internet is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that. Mm-hmm. You are posting to a wall mm-hmm. that everybody can see. But this is not a real place. There's not some people who control this and employees. This is, y'all are creating it as you're imagining it, as you're affecting it. You know what I mean? Your perception is becoming your reality. So the more you act delusional or pretend to be delusional or just accept delusion, it's going to confuse you in that world. It's going to cause more chaos within that world. And that world only fits, again, the wall. It's a small space. So what's happened is all of that shit that was on there start trickling into the real world, which is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, I'm not about to sit with no friends and you tell me what somebody's saying on social media. 
and you're reading me the comments, you're doing all that, like, we ain't about to do that. Yeah. If this was a, a discussion or something you want to bring light to that's, you know what I mean, relevant to something else we talking about or mental health, whatever, cool. Mm-hmm. But if you just like, yeah, guess who's sleeping with who? And guess who said they pregnant? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk. It's you letting the internet trickle into real life. You don't know how to balance the two. So, again, your higher self is putting the internet down. Mm-hmm. It's not saying change the internet, fix the internet. Like, Al Gore's internet. No, put the internet down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can. Re- remember when you didn't have it, the fortunate ones? Because a lot of kids only know that wall and that post. That is their who they feel they are. That is their confidence. That is their validation. Mm-hmm. To us golden era children who we got both, we got to live up in technology, but we lived a whole life without it. Mm-hmm. I was outside on bikes and through woods and getting mm-hmm. scrapes on my knees and shit and drinking mm-hmm. from the water hose. I was mm-hmm. outside. Because mm-hmm. those, cartoons, <laughs> those days you watch cartoons was Saturday. You, you hear what, what I'm saying? saying? Like and that was just the morning. Like, yeah. Right. That was just the morning. Throughout my day, I'm seeing where the homies at. I'm on the game. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I mean? I used to play chess at the time. I'm studying. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm observing. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm resting sometimes. I'm exercising. Like, mm-hmm. I'm busy. And I've noticed in my adult life a lot of times that's what's making us so sluggish because, again, we're online. Mm-hmm. Getting a whole, excuse me, getting a whole full experience. So when we get into real life, we're drained and exhausted mm-hmm. and fucking depleted. Mm-hmm. You don't have no time for that walk. Mm-hmm. You don't have no time to rest. You got to get back up to go to work because I was online for four hours when I should have been working. Yep. You dig what I'm saying? Because it's a, it's a drain. You know, if we're going to talk about frequencies and stuff like that, let's talk about the phone. You know, because it's definitely pulling. It's definitely draining you. Like your eyes even come back different when you get your face away from yeah. that laptop or whatever. You looking outside. Your eyes start hurting. They got to dilate. Yeah, it's definitely because those <laughs> vibrations and, you know what I mean, it's definitely pulling and hindering you. You know what I mean? And we used to bring a balance to that. Like you said, we would go out there, you know, we'll be in the house doing that, but we would actually go outside and play out there for hours, be on bikes. They got to tell centers, you to come back everything. in the house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when we are in the house, we were watching the cartoons and actually... Yeah playing out these cartoons, doing karate, whatever we were doing. You know what I mean? We were actually pre- pre- receiving what we were projecting. Or is yeah. That right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, we, like, when people do say, like, the new era, I guess you could say, like, yeah, you know, it was a good movie. It was nice. Da, da, da. And then be like, you know, since you're not digging more into it, you must not have, you don't have, people don't have that type of connection no more. They can't do multi, different multitasking with their brains. You know right. what I mean? They can't sit, listen, receive, Right. Um, you know, generate or destroy all of that in one and then see understand what they were actually watching. You know what I mean? Right. All at the same time. Because it was a point in time where, you know, they would ask you, like, do you know what you just read? You know, besides you just reading it. You know what I mean? And it's that's what fucked us up. Because yeah. those were problems is what they programmed us to think was problem solving. Mm-hmm. So everything you just named is the real problem solving. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like a lot of us weren't taught those things, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the fact. You dig what I'm saying? But the truth is, the veil is lifted, and that information is accessible. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to say, "Well, nobody gave it to me." Mm-hmm. You can go get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's out here because you're choosing to. Because while you're on, and I guarantee on phone, somebody else other than me try to give it to yeah. you. Yeah, because why? I ain't the first nigga that showed you this movie or told mm-hmm. you about. It. Come on. Mm-hmm. Because while you're on the phone, like you said, you're picking and choosing what to watch. Yep. You know what I mean? So if you want to indulge in love and hip-hop and stuff like that, but you have, you know, this lecture over here, this documentary. Yeah. Like, I even showed people hidden colors, and they still didn't plug in. It was like, yeah. okay, it's just not going to get it. Because yeah. it's like, this is solution. This isn't entertainment. You know what I mean? It's the difference. Because yeah. it's like, we're digging into knowledge, wisdom, which is... What is presented on what the fuck you're watching already, yeah. but it's not pinpointing like this is what life is. You know if, what I mean? It's like that's just the little basic. I don't want to say yeah. because it's the basic, but that's where it's telling nah, I get, you this and is I, information. And, and I get what you're saying, a hundred percent. And yeah. and I agree wholeheartedly. And and that adds. This is my point. When someone's looking for, you know what I mean, to be right or wrong, they're going to perceive what you're saying already a certain way. Yeah. When someone's trying to understand what you're saying. They're going to perceive it a certain way. You know what I mean? So the context is through your character. Yeah. That's why I can say, that's why I talk shit about love and hip hop. Mm-hmm. 
Because I love Flavor and Love. I was a nigga. Yeah. We was there. We was all there. I, yeah. A nigga say he wasn't there. He lying. You hear me? We was all there. I still think he need reparations. And I do those things with intention. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, okay, I like this. This could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Ray J's. Didn't like it. At all. I Love New York was cool. Mm-hmm. Watched Kid Rocks was trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I said, okay, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I liked that rendition of it. And... If I really dig deep enough, I real I can realize I like it because I'm intentional. Mm-hmm. I like the beginning of shit. I like the pioneer, the first person that said, you know, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's probably 10 niggas saying, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And they like, I'm going to do it anyway. That was Flav. Yep. A ugly nigga. Yep. And you see, he <laughs> with the confidence through, of a god. Yeah. He <laughs> hell and high waters with his relationships. So oh, he like, became immortal that day to me. Yeah, He's a legend. He, yeah. People will always you you gotta mention flavor of love. You talk yes. on reality TV. You have to. If you it don't, a, you you cap. You are. You it cap. is like it brings us respect for flavor love for Flav because we grew to know him on a different level. He is one of the most realest mofos. You feel me on the back end? Funny like, as hell too. You hear me? With him and Boosie and together, mom, we gonna clown. We like, gonna clown. You hear me? Like lit lit. Like it was respect on the whole the level. Like you said, he was an artist, then kind of fell off. So everybody would have definitely put doubt into him. So it's more than just like the love show. It's like, oh, we know him. And it's like, oh, you need this nigga. So What's it's happening like, with um? a deeper. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? And it was like it was way deeper than just the bullshit it entertainment was. and stuff. And that's why we were able to lead to New York because we seen her struggle in Flavor of Love. And that's like, why he walked away. Yeah. That's you know? my point. And like, that's the humbling if he, it. him, that's his responsibility. It's not to say, don't do it. That's why I don't believe in avoidance. It's to say, if this is not for me, I'm done. I have fun with it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Let's let these other people enjoy it now. That's humility. That's secure. That's people I can get behind. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant when I was talking about 50 and apologizing shit. Flav, Flav ain't apologized for Flavor of Love. And there's a whole group of people out there saying, well, this harms relationships. This is against monogamy. All that shit. Mm-hmm. He ain't apologizing to them. Mm-hmm. He lived his truth. That's mm-hmm. my point. But... Whether he could handle it or not, he went down a different avenue. He did not keep repeating that same cycle. That is him changing. That is growth. That's evolution. Mm -hmm. So if you have to look to somebody for their forgiveness, you ain't healed. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to get out of the situation you're in. So Mm -hmm. that's selfishness. What does that have to do with them? Mm -hmm. The best thing you could do for motherfuckers is not bothering them. Not bothering them and then trying to apologize about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because 50 Cent definitely digs for his fights. You know what I mean? And like we were talking about before, like he's picking and choosing which fight to do also. Because it's like, listening definitely opened my eyes to a lot. Because just looking at 50 Cent, you think he's like the big bad wolf. Right. And then it's like when you look into the history, like, oh, so, but you were the wolf that were biting you know, the little man's ankles. You know what I mean? You weren't biting the big man's ankles. You were biting the little man's ankles because we were speaking about Ja Rule and then it was like it twinkled into Irv Gotti and then it twinkled into, you know, the other yeah. situation. It was always Everybody else Ja Rule being targeted though. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, but you never really dealt with the big dogs yourself. You went oh, not for at the all. lower men. And it not was like, that's what I was like, I didn't know about the fat Joe. You know what I mean? It was like, I feel like they didn't bring sight to that because that was one where 50 Cent lost. And then it was like, it went yeah. straight to DJ Khaled and they were showing like little stuff. Then it went to Rick Raw. You know, all this other stuff. So showing yeah. where he accomplished, you know, he won that war, that battle or whatever. But it's like, we're not looking at who he made that battle with. It was a little yep. man. It wasn't the main dude that's in charge of the whole thing. Because they're still sitting here chilling. You know what I mean? And it's like, but 50 Cent, he has that reputation. And then when he did, like, Power in the books, it was like, okay, I dig it. You know what I mean? You're getting whatever you, whatever you must have did that bullshit to get you here. So then it's like, when he gets here with the book and, you know, Power is sprouting out, you know, him standing in his shit. And then he starts going over to other shows and looking like a coon that's accepting more feed because he's now in the white man's sight. He's being seen. So it's kind of like now where that next dollar going to come from. Yeah. So it's like you were putting on this big man show just so that you could be here. And you're really just with the little, you know, you're a big dog, you know, a little dog with the big dogs. And it's like, we do see who really feeds you because these things, like we said, he doesn't own any of this. So, you know what I mean? The victim, the bitch is really coming out his ass, which is really what it is. What it was, what it's been. Cause he knew he wasn't going to just go straight gun to gun with homeboy. That's why he went with music. 
a bitch way. Like, exactly. what are we talking about here? A like, nigga who don't make music. Yeah. And that's my point. And that goes to show on our higher frequency and higher selves, we can still acknowledge even each other's accomplishments and have love for each other, but we got to hold each other accountable as well. Like, and we're running, in this day and age, we're running so far away from being held accountable. Like, People are enabling each other to just be like, oh, you can just do whatever, you know, and have no consequences. It does, though. Everybody's choices have consequences. That's why I can't have sympathy for someone who's choosing not to make choices because that doesn't change the fact that I still have to make these choices, these hard choices that you're running away from. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change the fact that I have to stand on what I said when you're apologizing. That doesn't change the fact that I was in them same trap houses selling them same drugs when the court asked me who did it. It doesn't, none of that changes the fact that you snitch now. None of that changes the fact that you apologize now. None of that changes the fact that you're running away hiding from your bullies. You, you ain't dealing with the fucking problem. So why do, will we even want to hear about it? Because you dealing with the problem is on your own terms. You dealing with that problem where you fucking somebody over and feeling like, damn, it's one-on-one. Why the fuck we need to know that? You know what I mean? I don't believe with that whole the disrespect was public. You know what I mean? Like, the I don't... I don't subscribe to all that. It sounds more to me like niggas is looking for closure from situations they can't detach from. So you need the person to basically push you away. Like, again, that's becoming a whole new emotional manipulation. You pissing this person off so they get mad enough to break up with you. That's emotional manipulation. When the accountability is you could have fucking left the whole time. You could have just left. Why wait around to try to make them miserable enough to leave you? That's like that's weakness. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say yeah, weak. Definitely is weak because um, that's you. Just like how the boss would be like, yeah, I need you to go in there and fire and such and such. You know what I mean? Because you, you know what I mean? Because if a motherfucker snap and slap you, it's on you. you and I'm the I mean? nigga prepared to lose my job. What I tell you, you do it. Yeah. Y'all don't pay yeah. me to do that. Period. I'm not sure. I don't. And I'll like die that. on that sword, nigga. Mm-hmm. Just like how they do it, like, bro, go do my light work. I'm not nope. doing your light work. And then for you to know. That you are a part of that light work is disrespect. You know what I mean? Because it's like you said, like, why didn't you just tell me you wanted to leave? Exactly. Like, and they me. used to be able to get away with all that shit when there was nobody to enforce. Now there is. Mm-hmm. Now there's workers union and workers rights. Mm-hmm. So if you come in here and tell me a job that I don't want to do, that's not in my job description. I say no. and You fired me for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting money out of you one way or another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting paid. <laughs> that's why they this is it. wrongful termination. I've yep. done my homework. I, I'm yep. getting paid. Yep, and that's why <laughs> they're even putting it in contracts now. Like we can fire you however we want. Yeah, you know, they have. Yeah, to and they just now. try to pay you a little bit more for that. For that, yep, yep. And people don't pay attention because it's a lot is. less than that lawsuit money. Yep, just like how we were speaking, like it's metaphors. Every fucking gotta read where. them contracts, people. Everywhere. Fuck you reading know. your partner. Read them contracts. Yeah. Read the fucking nutritional values of yes. the shit you eating. And it's like how we're talking about on the show. You do wish nowadays people came with a caution box. You know what I mean? Something that would tell us what's going on with them. Like, yeah. you know, your credit, your this, your that, your that, whatever the case is. Because it's like, if you do have these issues, yeah. maybe, you know, the next person doesn't even worry about fucking credit. We work with cash over here. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? It could be something that could be balanced, but for the fact that it's being talked about and being known and being presented, yeah. that's where the power comes in at, and that's where the growth is like, okay, you're being, you're telling me that you need healing. You're telling me that this is what we need. Exactly. You know what I mean? What has to be helped on your part. You know, you're not at me saying what I need to be doing for my part. You get what I'm right, saying? So right, it's definitely right. a way of how you look at it. Because like with the yeah. cartoons, it's a way of healing and growing with those cartoons. It's kind of like, I kind of see it because like, I look at it as a halfway full. Okay? Like, they put it because, you know, when we're kids, we're sponges. You know, we receive yeah. differently. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, I feel like that's where the work and the job and certain education came in that where it blocked out our imagination. Because it's like, with the cartoons that entered into our imagination and then it had certain symbology words and yeah. stuff like that but it's like at that time we kind of learned just visually you know what i mean and it's just kind of we get a feel from it you know yeah. what i mean and it's like that's how i feel like it was kind of like a way for them to enter into the program because that's when the fuckery and the cartoons came and where you would see little fucked up shit like oh, yeah maybe that shouldn't have been in there but that was but the irony is that was the cartoons using that symbolism to go against the system yeah you know what i mean that was why cartoons got created initially is because you can do things in cartoons you cannot do in real life people yeah. will not watch on tv and be okay with what the fuck you just did yep. in anime especially ancient man listen 
ancient Japanese anime, the original shit that wasn't even translated, dubbed. Like, mm-hmm. you basically had to read all subtitles. Yep. They were killing babies and shit and that stuff. Yep. Like, that's that's real shit. And you it was feel all me? gods that's presented in myths and legends. And there was a point to that. There is a point to all of this. That's why people don't understand. That's why creatives almost seem like magicians. Mm-hmm. Because they are doing fucking magic. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're only... This is all... Everything we talking about like is coded messaging. Mm-hmm. Everything. You dig what I'm saying? Because when you become of the knowing, when you become the enlightened and you have a message, your responsibility is to know this message is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the fact you still need to broadcast this message. So you have to be responsible enough to put the message in a way that it doesn't fuck with people's minds, but also the knowing can see through the message. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a cartoon is nothing more than all the tests they do in psychology, they do in school. It's putting a fucking red dot on the wall. A motherfucking doctor walk in with you and say, stare at that red dot for an hour. Yep. Yep. Cause Eight out of ten people are going to just be staring at that fucking dot. While he's in here doing the whatever the fuck, shit, injecting you. And- me, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to be looking at that on my peripheral because mm-hmm. that might actually be the op, the, the target, see. the trap. Yeah. But I'm scanning the whole fucking room. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't give a fuck. With you. Who are you? You yeah. just come in here and tell me to watch this, believe this. That's the point of the cartoon. That's the point of if this is too much for you, you can just turn Leave. the fucking yeah. TV. You can unplug the mother. You don't even have to own a television set. You dig? But you're choosing to. So you don't get to castrate the messenger. You mm-hmm. don't. Because mm-hmm. they're showing you yourself. Yep. You yep. dig? That's all. That's the message. Mm-hmm. You're claiming you don't like this, but you keep tuning into mm-hmm. it. It looks like you love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it goes into like, you know, because distractions. And yeah. then it goes into like stuff is hidden or stuff is hidden in plain sight. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like with that fact, you know, with us being kids, like I feel like our senses were hella high because we were able Absolutely. to sense when people were behind us or coming. You know what I mean? Like, I, especially myself. You know what I mean? It was like when you said just look at the dot, like I definitely tapped into like, you know, hairs. You know, my hair is sticking up or, you know, goosebumps and stuff. Because you telling me to visualize over here is supposed to be your other senses tapping in. So, it did go into that. And, well, what the fuck is that on my foot? You know what I mean? You exactly. start feeling little stuff like, you know what I mean? <laughs> little stuff like that. So, it definitely, I agree. I definitely agree. It's a part of the psychology. And then, you know that movie with, it's a, it's a, it's an Asian movie. It's on Netflix. And I spoke about it a long time ago where basically... Homegirl was, you know, as a kid growing up, she always watched kung fu movies, everything. Never went to any kung fu class, anything. She was always watching kung fu movies. And it came to a point where, you know, she was threatened. And every movie that she watched, she activated and just mm-hmm. happened like natural. Like she'd been doing this forever. You feel what I'm saying? And in that movie, she ran into like Bruce Lee. So it's a good it's on there. I got to figure out what it's called. But, and like you said, it has the captions, you know, it's banging because it's active. Activation, which is what we watch. You know what I mean? Like Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Activation of going within self and you rising your kundalini and going into your godly self. That's what happens throughout Shit. B- Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. Like Pokemon, everything. Summoning the power you need to yep. fight the opponent. And each yep. opponent has a different power. strength and ability. So mm-hmm. you can't just keep fighting it with the same opponent. Yep. You know and it's I mean? the way of building self. How to learn vibrations. How to bring vibrations and create with yourself. You know, that's Everything that's being shown in these cartoons, you know what I mean, which is what we've been growing up with. So actually using that is an activation with yourself. So it just goes in like the matrix. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like like we were speaking about before, looking into these computers stuff is creating a matrix. You know, just like yeah. how you said, it's creating that matrix and you're not being into that matrix, your mind. That's why they say, you know, you need to take control of your mind or somebody else will. You're rejecting it, but you're in, you're participating in it. Mm-hmm. That's the worst mm-hmm. thing you do. You're sitting on a fence. Yep, you're giving I can imagine how ears. much that would hurt, sitting on a fucking fence. Like, yeah. why would you want to do that? You got to pick a side. Either yeah. you're going to be one of these people who go off the grid and say, no, technology is all bad. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be a person who starts to learn how to monetize it and utilize it and learn how to use it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. When you are overwhelmed, putting it down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you're trying to get your message out there, broadcasting it. You know what I mean? Yep. That's why they took away a lot of our action cartoons. They have more cartoons that's more like this reality. Like we're going oh, they through they little woke. stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, They real woke. Yeah. So we're not even looking at the action or activation or wanting to go outside and kick them balls or wanting to go outside and wrestle and fight, whatever the case is. We're just sitting here 
watching them go to school, watching them go home, go, you know what I mean? Little stuff like that. Like Rugrats, they ain't even like that. Well, you know, their adventures back in the day was crazy. You know oh, what I mean? Man. You had to go within the imagination. You know what I mean? It's not you had a computer to go to and it's the imagination right there. You had to go within your mind. And then within those plays in Rugrats, like it taught us things. You know what I mean? Like, do we want to rush and grow old quick? No. Do we want to rock, swallow a watermelon seed? Probably not. I don't you know, little big stuff people like no more time. You know I mean? That was my favorite. Exactly. Part. I felt that, Chucky. It really hit deep on that one, I right? Felt that. Yeah, I felt that one too. <laughs> I think about that all. I had a dream about that cartoon, <laughs> that show, that episode. I mean, everything. Like they definitely had real life lessons back in the day, and seeing how we absorbed that. Yeah. And we responded. They definitely switched gears. We on needed it. it. This is yeah. this is why we were summoned. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because for history. People have had this notion that being an adult means old and boring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's not the case. And they also had the misperception. See, we're doing both. They also had the misperception that being young meant being naive. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you could only get wisdom through age. So now here we are in the middle, 30s, still young as shit, mm-hmm. but wise as ever. You hear me? You dig what I'm saying? And they could not have anticipated that. They couldn't have expected that. But it's a cultivation of everything that was going on for every person who stood in front of a fire hose, for every person that got up and spoke out against the injustices going against other people, for every nigga who sat in a jail for what he believed, who went to the grave for what he believed. We are the sum equation of all of those things calculated. We are the final test for them, the last battle. Mm-hmm. Hell, they mm-hmm. on their own news station saying they going extinct, saying they dying more than they being born every year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's reasons for that. There's reasons they don't want you speaking on white Jews and shit. There's reasons for that. Mm-hmm. They have to protect the little bit of legacy that they actually have mm-hmm. because they try to put it behind riches and intelligence and <clears throat> being on a high frequency and using magic or using religion or whatever the fuck it was. And all of that sh- was shown that it was a sham. Mm-hmm. All of it shown that they was doing it for fear. Fear of being alone. So now you got a peacock. You got a people please. You got to act like you like what this motherfucker like and that motherfucker mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And the type of character I have shit that's always been in me. You dig what I'm saying? I don't fuck with yes men. I don't fuck mm-hmm. with yes people. Like if you agree with everything I'm saying, something's already awful. No I'm expecting you to disagree with certain shit. You a whole different motherfucker with a different perspective. We're not going to agree on everything because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to agree on everything. I'm trying to have an understanding. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So we have that understanding because we have that balance. We can both be young and old. We have mm-hmm. the duality. We're not people who are just trying to be old. We're not people just trying to be young. We accept mm-hmm. both about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why when people be saying, like, I just want the white picket fist. Like, ooh, the white picket fist is so depressing. I'm just sorry. It is, you know, because it's just like, I dig a little deeper into that. Like, you know, especially with watching Lovecraft and, you know, learning certain lessons. Once again, another movie that people, I mean, another series that people took away due to the animation that was added into it. But which was a point to it. Because it added to the imagination of the magic that was, you know, brought award out. 18 award nominations. You hear more me? than any show has ever gotten. Mm-hmm. The and only show to ever get 14 or more nominations and get canceled. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was nothing but truth in there. <laughs> truth. So when it, when you say white picket fence, my mind goes to 10 different things. It goes to the White House. It goes to I the fact that they prison. said that you're supposed to, Exactly. You're supposed to, They covered it. Hush money in prison yeah. is what I think. Yeah, and burn. I'm getting you this house so you shut the fuck mm-hmm. up about how I'll be treating you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like <laughs> leftover residue of ashes. Something that has burned from something else that they have recreated to this white thing, which they think is that white yeah. purity, which is what I don't see and I don't feel when I hear that. I hear something depression because that's like that white picket fence is pretty much the end where you know this is just the and only what is this doing right to him or yeah. her who put you in the white picket fence because mm-hmm. all it's doing in my mind is building entitlement to yeah. i can do justifying i can do this because i pay this mm-hmm. i can do this because you got this over your head mm-hmm. i can do this because shit i'm giving you the money to put the food in the fridge i know you got to go get it and cook it and prepare it and clean it and make sure you know that it's actually edible for us and it ain't gonna kill us and clean up after the shit. I understand all that's happening, but I still have to put myself before you because mm-hmm. if we were making a chain, they will be before you. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. dig? The boss is usually the motherfucker that does have to invest, put in the business. The workers' employees are taking out of the business. Yep. The top person is the one bringing in the value. So if we're running this marriage like a business, mm-hmm. I mean, technically, you know, the white picket fence getter ain't wrong with their 
angle of how they're viewing this. Yeah. But the problem is, is people sign up for those situations because they're in the marriages. Mm-hmm. And then once that becomes public, everybody try to act like it's an outrage and they're against it. But y'all are the ones participating in it. I don't have no fucking white picket fence. Right. Y'all are the ones making this a reality. So you can choose to complain about it. Absolutely. You can do whatever you want to do. But for the other people who claim that they're of what I'm of, they claim they're trying to progress, you cannot acknowledge it. You cannot even address it. You can't get upset about it. Live and let live. You got to let them motherfuckers be. That's what they want to do. I had to accept that. I fucking hate mediocrity. Mm -hmm. But there are more mediocre people than great people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to accept that. I don't like people, but I love people. You dig what I'm saying? I had to accept people choose to be average. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a depressing fate, in my opinion, for myself. But that's to each his own. Maybe that's what they like. They like regular shit. I I like nice shit. You dig what I'm saying? So it shouldn't change our dynamic because you're mediocre. And mediocrity is one of the ops that I use to motivate myself to be great. Mm -hmm. I can separate that from who you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why I say with Delane, like, because he teeters the line. Sometimes you do speak for everybody. But sometimes you just think you're speaking for everybody and how you think you think other people think like that. And that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And society doesn't know how to separate a person from their career. That's most people. That's not a few. Mm -hmm. If you're look at sex workers, they do not know how to separate. So look at actors. They don't know how to treat you like a regular person. They treat you like an actor or a celebrity. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So when we start getting into this understanding of who we are, People can't understand who they are because they're so busy trying to tell other people who they should be. And you have no idea who you are. So what if I watch cartoons? What if I wear fucking footy pajamas when I watch them and eat cereal? What's that going to change about your life? And what's that going to change about the fact that I'm still dropping books? I'm still dropping fucking hits. We still going to be dropping pods. And that's just a, some of the things we do. You know what I mean? That's how I can gauge social media. They only get about 10% of my actual life. And then the things you get are things I don't even care to share. Ain't none of my pages ever been private. I don't, if I'm going to put it online, how can I act like I'm trying to hide it? Right. The only way to truly not have somebody see it online is by not posting it. What is the point of all these privacy? You dig what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Because now, again, all you're putting into your partner's entitlement mm-hmm. is their ego feeling like, damn, you got something to hide. Because why you got all these fucking locks and private and blocks? Mm-hmm. And You dig what I'm saying? I touch your phone and buzz and shit. Like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. my bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. you're you're allowing my mind to assume something's happening so the gaslight is saying i don't know how you can be feeling like that like yeah you do yeah you do but if we don't have these lanes and outlets of communication because we don't have them with our friends and in our natural lives we can't have them in our relationship when we have this issue with our little brother and all he does is watch these cartoons potentially you're sabotaging your relationship because of how you and your brother act so now you can't accept that this grown man watches cartoons because you feel like your little brother's too old to be watching cartoons Mm -hmm. So you've created a problem over here by not addressing the one over here. This is the point of healing. It's not to now agree and like cartoons and watch them with me. I don't give a shit Mm -hmm. if you like them or not. It's the point that you are showing me your character by how you are reacting to a situation in my life where you have no idea of why I watch them or what I receive from that. I could be getting all the gems and answers to doing the great shit I'm doing in those cartoons. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. So just to blatantly reject something you didn't even take the time to research tells me everything I need to know about you. What more would I need to see? Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So that was along the lines of what Delane was saying. Like, it takes that three, four months to get to know somebody. I, I can really understand that. Mm-hmm. I used to think like that. I really did. Like, I know you. But truth of the matter is, in the three to four months, I know enough about you to be comfortable and to be safe around you. Mm-hmm. I don't know the things about you that make me uncomfortable because I've been staying away from those things. And that year is going to open that shit up because in that three, four to months, a lot of people are good at sucking it in. Mm-hmm. And then you get to six months in and they, they got to let that fucking air out. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the winter and they done added on more weight. You like, hold up. At the beginning of the year, <laughs> like, and it's because they always had that shit. They just knew how to do enough for that honeymoon phase. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. that sugar coat phase, that everything's fucking gumdrop and rainbows phase mm-hmm. where niggas get in trouble because they get stuck in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That becomes the best part of your relationship. And to me, us 
problem solving should be is I want to be the best part. That's the best part for me. That's what I mean when I say I live into attraction. Because this woman could be a great human being. But if you don't believe in these philosophies, we will not work. It's my responsibility to never enter that union. Because this could still benefit you. That's why I can't look at you like, why would you date? Why would you say yes to me? I should have never asked you the question. You dig? That's my growth. And if I don't see it like that, I can apologize to you much that I hurt you. You know what I mean? I can say I ain't going to cheat no more and I ain't going to hurt you no more. But it's going to keep happening because I don't respect you. Because if I did respect you, I would have never put you in a situation to where you can deal with my unstable fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a reality check. You know what I mean? Because when you, you, the picket fence definitely brings off limitation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, this is it. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we jumped picket fence in the back of the day you know what i mean so we jump them so it's like like you say you know you don't want to say i won't take the white picket fence so like okay i jump over that motherfucker you know to see right. what it is you know what i mean but it's like like you said we definitely want to talk about what does that white picket fence mean you know what i mean what is that because i need to know if our same if my fence is even white if yours is what you know what i mean if it comes to the same you feel what i'm saying because it's like the white picket fence don't mean shit if it's your only your white picket fence. You know what I mean? It's your limitations to it. So yeah. I definitely feel like that's like a, I guess it was like a triggering type of thing because everybody, when they do say white picket fence, it's kind of like, well, that's it. They just in the house, in behind that white picket fence. Like they not out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Living life. You We're know what I mean? at the end of the road. Yeah. Which it's is pretty death, much like that. Exactly. Getting old after <laughs> white picket fence, right? We sit on the porch. I, just so why am old. I rushing to get to the end? Yeah. And, and how I look at it is, is it's a distract. It's a trap. It's yeah. a distraction. It, yeah. That is the test. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we've all had those tests. Again, that's why I say I only put 8% on social media. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the time that I have not been working, I've gotten hella job offers. Mm-hmm. People think you don't be getting job offers because you ain't out there. Like, hell no. I've done enough in the past. I got homies that hit me up like, yo, this opportunity, I know you do shit like that. You 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 open, you good, mm-hmm. you still not working? Mm-hmm. I have to turn those down. I'm not... But this is the point of what I was saying on the radio. Being wrong is not being sorry. You dig what I'm saying? Like, that could have been a good opportunity for me and I missed it. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong in that situation. Cool. By some perspective. But I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you don't have the whole picture. I could have been cool where I was at. I didn't say, just because I acknowledge this was a good opportunity is not saying I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm just a real nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me saying this person is a good artist don't mean we friends. I could not like the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But he's a good artist. That's the truth. That's I like to speak in truth. You dig what I'm saying? So when it comes to these obstacles now, they're making them sweeter and sweeter and they're making them like candy. Mm-hmm. You're becoming addicted to the candy now. So you're addicted to the picket fence because it doesn't fucking stop there. Mm-hmm. You think every billionaire aimed for a billion? Hell no. Mm-hmm. They was aiming for 100000 That wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Now I need three. That wasn't enough. A milli wasn't enough. You know what I mean? And it's usually not enough because of society. Because my neighbor got 10. Because they got five. And they're comfortable and secure with that. Because they live in a neighborhood where people only got one. You can live in a neighborhood where people only in your status. So if I live with someone who is not financially as adept as I am, it's because I'm secure. It's because that doesn't. that's not our value. That's not what separates us. What separates us is our mindset. That's why I had the money and you don't. That money does not make me better than what you are. You know what I mean? Watching the news versus watching cartoons don't make you older or better than this person. It's all perspective. And the truth is, you can have both. With facts, it has to be, you know, fact or fiction. With truths, two truths can be the same. You know what I mean? Like, two opposing facts contradict each other. One has to be false. One has to be actually real. You dig what I'm saying? Me and you can both live in our truth in the same dynamic and it not affect each other. The problem is the reward that comes with living in that dynamic is not bigger than the damage that it's doing in people. So, yeah, I don't think motherfuckers just getting together for no reason. Y'all getting some benefit out of this, but the damage it's doing is so much more than the fucking reward. So, yeah, I, anybody would take a free house. I'll take a white picket fence, but then what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then what we doing after? You just like I don't know. It's a it's a trap. Twenty in my twenty one sevens voice, like it's a trap yep. because 
If you're going to plan my life, plan my motherfucking life. Mm -hmm. But don't come in here like you're trying to control and plan my life and you picking and choosing the aspect. Nah, plan this whole motherfucker then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're just promising me a house, how the fuck am I going to get to the store? Yep. Walk? Yep. How we going to get out of town? We ain't doing that. We going to have friends? Is, can people come to the white picket? You dig? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing after that? What are we doing with the house? If you're just trying to promise me security, we've already lost. Mm -hmm. No no other human being can grant you security. You can only grant yourself security. That's why I believe in 50-50, which is actually the notion of even paying bills. When you're in a relationship with anybody, a two-person home, a three-person home, bills-wise, like y'all all are helping each other pay the fucking bills, y'all all should be making at least a third of your bills. This is financial advisor shit. This is actual, you know what I mean? You figuring out how to make money and manage your money and not spending the shit before you fucking get it. And a lot of people do that because they're trying to live above their means. That's the white picket fence. You can't even fucking afford the white picket fence. Why is that the first thing we're talking about? We need to be talking about how we about to get some money. Mm -hmm. So if you come to me and you're just talking about the end of the fucking road, that's a trap. Mm -hmm. Because we might start making this money and it lead to a castle. So what now? We going to be upset because we didn't get the white picket fence. You going to feel like you didn't give for me because you didn't get a thing you promised. What if we came into this with no expectations and just see where it took us? Because then we can be happy in the hut. But if the white picket fence is the goal, you can't have anything less than that goal. And you're going to have to be a humble motherfucker to handle anything more. You boxed yourself into this. That's it. Mm -hmm. You dig? I want what's for me. That's a very broad, a very general statement. That can apply to anything. A fucking ice cream cone, a job, an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Somebody's good fortune. Somebody's compliment. That was for me. I want that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Somebody's prejudice. Somebody's opinion. That was for me? Cool. Give that to me. Mm -hmm. But if you got to give it to somebody else, put it on social media, that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not on social media. I could have not even seen your fucking post. Mm -hmm. Give it to me. I want what's for me, the good and the bad, the smoke and the love. Give it to me, you dig? Mm -hmm. So if you're not looking at it like that coming into it, you've already fucking lost. You're going to get it and you're going to squander it. You're going to get it and it's going to be living the day we're living in to where there are more abandoned properties in a country than actually people that live in homes. Mm -hmm. That is sad mm -hmm. as fuck. And it just constantly reassures me people's priorities are fucked up. Y'all niggas is living above y'all's means and crying you can't pay your bills. Bro, I do not feel sorry for your grown as fuck now. When we were kids and you didn't know no better, that's okay. But as soon as life happened, as soon as the veil was lifted, as soon as niggas start openly doing magic, how we doing magic, bro, you have no more fucking excuses. Get with it or get out the fucking way. That's what we talking about. The fact that white picket fences was a dream in the 50s and niggas still have that dream, that's a fucking problem. That is a fucking problem. Knowing your ancestors, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, lived in houses, some lived in the woods. They've had more and less than you had. And you're trying to be just happy in the middle. Bro, you're a weak. You're a fucking simp. I don't care what anybody you love tells you. They don't really love you. They cap. Because loving somebody is telling them the fucking truth and holding them accountable to living in that truth or accepting they're not going to live in that truth and creating a fucking distance and loving them from a distance. That is real love. It's ugly. It's not romantic. It ain't going to make a Disney movie. That's why they ain't put it in the movies. You can't sum that up. But you can be of that shit. And if you're not going to be of it, stop asking for this shit. Stop using these fucking prizes to try to lure people in because your ass don't want to fucking be alone. Like, mm -hmm. I promise somebody no fucking house. If I love you enough, I'm going to build you a fucking house. We want some notebook shit. What we talking about? That's romance to me. How many niggas are saying, I'm going to build you that white picket fence house? Now we talking. Now I like how you coming about that, sir. Ma'am, you dig? Now I like how you handling that. But when you're promising shit and I'm going to do this for you and get at it, it's a, it's a trap. I don't care what the fuck they're telling you. You just don't see it yet. It's a trap. There's a reason that they're trying to dangle the reward to you in the beginning before you even got to work, before you stretch. You don't see the championship trophy to the championship game. They don't put that out at the beginning of the season and say, this is what we working for. Niggas don't even know what it's looking like till June. Mm -hmm. You haven't even seen it. The season starts in October. Mm -hmm. You don't see the trophy till it's time to get the trophy, meaning the only two people that's going to see the trophy is the motherfuckers defending it or contending for it. Everybody else doesn't get to see it till we get to the conclusion and when it's being delivered. So why would I be showing you the reward up front unless I'm telling you this is where my mind is? My mind is not in the beginning, which leads us to the end. My mind is already at the end. I am birthing something with you that is going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they, they showed it on Coven on uh, American Horror Story. 
at the end where homegirl, um, you know, she didn't die. Remember, she sold her soul, and so yeah. she pretty much was stuck in the house with homeboy, the yep. saxophone player. Yep. <clears throat> and that's what you know. But this is what you want. They was fantasizing about when they was having sex, and she said she didn't want to die, and that's what she wanted, and da da da. So she manifested that, and she got it. And at the end, she pretty much went crazy because she kept going to sleep, waking up to the same thing. You know, she thought it was a dream. Mm-hmm. No, this is your reality that you want. And homeboy, you know, this is the white picket fence. So yep. that shows it right there. Yeah. And once again, that's something that people look at as fantasy, but it's in the title American Horror Story because it's stuff that went down in America. So, you know yep. what I mean? So it's like reality in itself. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's showing you that's a, a mind cave. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, uh, trap, like he said, a and showing trap. niggas how scary they are. That mm-hmm. you got to look at the reality as horror because you don't want to accept it. You scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is everything that's been going on. Everything it, slavery here. wasn't like that. Yeah. I know it was worse. It was way worse, and that's the thing. It they was just, fucking worse. Just like how they took away <laughs> what from. You mean? They took away from roots. Like people take the whole Kunta Kinte part as a joke, and they only listen to it. He got his foot cut off, and yeah. like, why did he get his foot cut off? Because you're not about to tell me my fucking name. When, you know what I mean? It's you standing up for your right. You know I'm going to run away, so you know you're dealing with the problem. Yeah, and this is like a whole situation that went on, but people just look at, oh, well, Kuk the Kid got his foot cut off. You know what I mean? And it's like, dig a little deeper. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, because it's like, you know, when they say, you know, question everything, like, if a mofo do come at you like that, like, why do you want that for me? Why mm-hmm. is this your plan? You know what I mean? And what, you know, because... People are so fucked up. Yeah. People are so... And they sneaky as fuck. Yeah. And I'm glad that it was spoke about, you know, gaslighting and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like... It brings sight to people like how, you know, everybody talk to people. Like, you know, you may have this little bit in you too. You know what I mean? So it kind of redirects a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? And like we're talking about now, like if you are sitting, being still, listening, receiving, and generate or destroying, then you are learning from these conversations. So you're going to adapt and be able to... You know what I mean? Change how, you know, well, I guess transform the way you are right now. So you're actually learning and not just watching shit for entertainment. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like when you do start questioning everybody and stuff like that, it brings you all to a more closer connection. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, you know, if that's what you want, is that, you know, it brings you all more intimate, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes, basically. It I brings agree. more in depth to stuff. You know what I mean? Besides, I feel like that's your spiritual relationship. Mm-hmm. And the confusion can be stopped. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's where. We are now because of past relationships being confusing. And, you know, sometimes people just got to let go and just go. But it's like with that confusion being left behind, it still causes another path in the future because you can probably go run into it and it's going to be chaotic again. Mm. That's how you left the last one. You know what I mean? So it's like with healing, you know, especially off experience, you know what I mean? Some situations since you left definitely can come back forth. Just like with spiritual, like when you're doing a vanishing or a a vanishing spell and that demon will come the fuck back. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know what I mean? You got me fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, moving on, it takes more than just moving on. Like, it's a whole... It's cord cutting, like we were Mm -hmm. speaking about before. You know what I mean? So, it's like, the damage, you don't know about it until you see how the scar healed. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because, like, some some scars, just like how if you bow-legged, you may have to get your legs broken for them to come back straight. You feel what I'm saying? So, it's like a process with it. So, it's like, your healing may hit different when that garden came off again you know what i mean when you rip the bandage off or however you want to say it so mm-hmm. healing you heal every day you grow every day so people need to know that is a part of spirituality you know what i mean but you accepting that and growing from it and not just watching shit and just hearing shit mm-hmm. it's a difference you know what i mean so it's like you're gonna keep being in that phase like you said earlier like that maze i mean you know what i mean with spirituality because you're playing this fucking game because you're not facing shit and moving forward and learning with that shit and knowing that you could possibly come through this battle again you know what i mean because that's just life cycles you feel what i'm saying but they hit different as you grow as you move on so if you keep moving on you know what i mean it's gonna come back and hit differently next time you know what i mean so it's like you gotta just be prepared for that and it's kind of like growth prepares you for that so you gotta receive and know what you just learned you feel what i'm saying so when it do hit you again you know how to overcome that and not play victim and be stuck in that shit and just ponder on shit you know still holding that grudge for real because you aiming it towards somebody that don't need it so it's like you just kept running from that shit because you were never healed so you got to kind of observe what you're healing from how you're healing why you're healing and be held accountable for that you feel what i'm saying so 
Yeah, our conversation we talked about earlier was a relay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything, like, it all comes full circle. You know what I mean? I'm feeling like this is going to be the title of the show. Like, acknowledging I was wrong. Mm-hmm. This is this is what we need to put in place for saying I'm sorry and for apologizing. That is what starts to give you that accountability. You know what I mean? Like, that wanting to be better, you find that through these situations, through something going left, and you're like, okay, what could I have said differently? What a, Instead of just jumping off the handle, well, they did and they said, and it's like, nah, just calming down, relaxing, trying to fix the problem. Because when you're reacting to something, you're not trying to fix it. You're trying to be out of it. You were over here, you want to be over there. So to a person meeting you over there with intention, y'all are not meeting there connected. Y'all not meeting there of the same mind. You know what I mean? You rush to get over here because you running from something. You know what I mean? I came to this spot because no other spot made sense. This was the spot I was supposed to be in. You dig what I'm saying? So why I see you being all shifty trying to run to the next spot because they figured out what spot you at. I can't take you serious. I just have to be at my spot. I got to be present. You were just a gnat at a barbecue. That don't mean I ain't going to enjoy my ribs. You dig what I'm saying? Like, I just, that I can't. I can't acknowledge what's going on. And then once I choose to acknowledge what's going on, the boundaries are set at that point. And the boundaries can never be upset at that point. The only people I will live free with is the ones that move with me that force me not have to put boundaries on them. Then I will give them their grace and I will move with you like that. I won't try to initiate boundaries just because I understand some people need boundaries. I can separate you from who they are. You dig what I'm saying? And that is being enlightened. That is getting to a high frequency. It's not so you can fucking get Lamborghinis and giraffes and shit. It's so you are not stepping on people's toes. You are not starting fires in the world and then trying to hide the matches and shit. Like, it is so you are putting the water out on them fucking fires. It is so you are getting people out of the smoke and helping them clear their lungs and get out of that fucking, the shit they going on in the drama. It's so you can comfort them and be for them when life happens. Traumatic shit happens to everybody. That's why we need to be there for each other. Yes, I agree. That's where compassion can set in. But we just becoming compassionate for everything. You know what I mean? Like, well, you're losing your place and we're sympathizing for you, but they're sympathizing for you. You know what I mean? Because you couldn't pay your rent, but you couldn't pay your rent because you didn't get up and go to work. You didn't get up and go to work because you didn't feel like it. I can't have compassion for that. (laughs) I can't empathize with that. You just sound lazy. Like, because it's other women, your neighbors across the street, across the world that got to get up every fucking day and work twice as many hours that you are running from every fucking day without complaining about it. Because they got little people, they got big people, they got old people looking up to what they do. So they have to show up every day for work. They don't give themselves a choice. We show those people no compassion. So how can I find it in me to have compassion for somebody who has the ability to create the world they want to create and you are choosing not to. Mm -hmm. While also I can respect your fact that you get to choose. Mm -hmm. That is your choice. Everybody has that choice, you dig? But I don't respect when you're upset about a choice that you chose not to make or you're upset about a choice that you were so certain when you made it and now all of a sudden, oh no, I think I'm sorry about the choice I made. No, I was wrong. You dig what I'm saying? I've been wrong before, like, it don't happen much. I'll be wrong again, I'm sure. I was wrong. And I've learned through being wrong in my life. i grown from situations when I said I was wrong. and really meant it. Mm-hmm. Not just said it for sympathy. Not just said it because this motherfucker boohoo crying. Like, damn, I was wrong. You know what I mean? Not because this person's injured. Oh, I was wrong. Like, if you got to snap out of it, like, you got to reevaluate your whole motherfucking life. You shouldn't be getting into spaces you got to snap out of. You should already be living a life to where you're checking yourself. And if you having those meltdowns every so often, it's showing me what you're not doing in between the meltdowns. You are not checking yourself on the regular. So when you get to the big boss, if you ain't fought the underbosses, you are going to get crushed. They are going to kill you with one swing. And that's the problem. We going after the boss. When all of this story begins because you didn't want to go to work today because you didn't feel like it and the motherfuckers across the street felt sorry for you. So now they're diminishing all the hardworking motherfuckers who got to make this choice every single day and don't get to have no sympathy. They don't get to cry about it because they do it well. And when you do it well, they don't expect you to ever fuck it up. But truth be told is we only do it well because we fucked it up more than anybody could imagine fucking it up. That's how I know how to do it so well. That's why I can't sympathize with niggas. Oh, life is hard. Oh, this person upset me. You think motherfuckers ain't upset me in the past? Mm -hmm. You think my boss ain't pissed me off? The difference is I told him about his motherfucking ass. And I stood there and said, you can fire me today too. I don't give a fuck. This little fucking intermediate job. You don't think I can go find another job like this? Mm -hmm. 
you ain't going to talk to me like you crazy. And if you can learn that and say, you know what, I'm wrong, we can move forward from this and do our jobs. We ain't going to be buddies. I ain't inviting you to the barbecue, white man. Like, But we can do our jobs. That's the only reason I'm here at the end of the day. I don't come to do a job to make friends. I don't come to do a job to be liked and be heard. You dig what I'm saying? I'm going to be felt. You're going to see my work ethic. I'm going to be felt. And if you don't feel me, you ain't got a pulse. Again, that's your problem. You need to check your shit. You dig what I'm saying? But we getting too fucking sensitive. So again, now the people that actually needs that sensitivity, the ill, you know what I mean? The outcast, the children, they don't get to get that. Now it's the fucking, the divas and the devos and the spoiled. They get all the fucking attention, man. Fuck them. Mm -hmm. Leave them where they at. Let them figure it out and let's get to work. Let's get to business. You dig what I'm saying? Because then life starts to fall into place. Again, no, this is not to get the Lamborghinis and the giraffes. This is so we're not stepping on each other's toes and then go trying to dance with our soulmate and we don't know the dance steps or we keep stepping on their feet and we don't understand why. It's because you, like you said, you didn't fix what the fuck you was doing in the past. And saying sorry is just a band-aid on cancer. It ain't fixing shit. I don't even think it's doing anything. It sounds good. Band-Aids usually fix things, so I assumed they would fix this, and that's how niggas live their life. This worked for me in third grade, so let me try this again at 40, at my big age. Come on, dog. And you knew what it was, and you know what it is because you can call another motherfucker out when they doing it. Niggas ain't real no more, and that's what it is. We missing the OGs, and I take accountability there. It's our generation. We are not stepping up and being the OGs. It ain't enough of us. Some of us, you dig what I'm saying? Shout out to them, but it ain't enough of us. And we had to step up and do that because we were a part of the problem. As much as I can sit here and say niggas was being killed, niggas was being in jail, it was probably a close number to niggas that just wasn't being there. We forced Big Mama to become Big Mama. And now that that's extinct, niggas want to boohoo and cry and say sorry. No, bitch, step up and be that nigga now. It's that time. And if it ain't that time for you, get the fuck out the way. <laughs> Flat out. <laughs> like, yeah, we lecturing all year. Like, it, it, it's